welcome back to the Always Stay You podcast, hosted by me, Yun, or you could call me April. So we're already in the third episode. I would like to apologize first if you guys hear any kind of background sound or like fan sounds or anything because I'm in another location, uh, doing recording this. So there might be like traffic sounds. You know the usual so um we're just gonna jump straight into it i also want to firstly thank the listeners so my listeners thank you so much for uh, giving my podcast a listen and supporting me it is really nice to know that there are a few of my friends out there a hey, a hey, friends who support me it's really nice and so, yes, like I said, jumping right in, we are going to go for dun dun, the turn-up section. The turn-up segment today, I'm going to suggest you guys, Epic High, Don't Hate Me. So if you guys don't know who Epic High is, Epic High is also, yes, a Korean group that has three members. They're quite old, as in... They are old. <laughs> so the three members are already... One of them is Tablo. If you guys know who Tablo is, Tablo um, is a famous rapper, a composer, songwriter. And he is... It, he was in the... What's it called? Is it Superman? The Return of Superman. That Korean variety show where his daughter, Haru, was the uh, main character, you know? So, uh, he is in this group, and I've known them for quite some time, but I don't really, like, listen to all of their songs. I'm quite selective of their songs, but this one in particular, I liked it, and this is what made me start listening to their songs. I might say this one is, like, my top, and recently, because I was listening to Tablo's podcast, he also has a podcast, um... He mentioned about how the composing of Born Hater was. Um, and then I thought about how, like, what made me like them at that time. And I finally found the song, which is Don't Hate Me. And just to let you guys know, G-Dragon, yes, G-Dragon from Big Bang, he likes this song the most from them. Yay! So, let's hear it now. Everybody hates me, but you love me and I love you. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa, oh, oh. Then no man, so I'm baby. On Sesangi, I take a neck out, none of you. Oh, oh, oh. Whoa, oh, oh. Then no man, Nepion, Imion, Everybody hates me, but you love me 
that was Epic High's Don't Hate Me. If you guys think that the audio is kind of wonky, um, let's just say that we blame it on the release date because it is a song from 2012. And if you guys liked this song, go ahead and support them by listening yeah, YouTube, listening through YouTube or Spotify. I think they have Spotify. And um, if you guys want to know how, like their live performance of this song, it's actually quite bomb. They have performed it in MAMA, Mnet, Mnet Asian Music Awards in 2012 with Lehigh. So go ahead and check it out. I think it's pretty cool. Tableau was like Joker and they dressed up in Halloween theme. It was kind of cool. Right. So, going on to the next segment, which is QQ time. Yay! So, for QQ time, is the question of the week. Questions of the week. It depends on how many questions I receive or how many I want to review. Uh, for now, shout out to Hazel. Yep, my friend. Let's go. Uh, she was sadly the only one who answered, uh, like asked me a question. So I'm going to answer hers. Her question was, what's your opinion on the inevitability? How, 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 why did I? Okay, let me pronounce it again. What's your opinion on the inevitability of death? That was hard to pronounce. Anyways, uh, that was quite a question. Um, I think that death is a scary thing. It is, but some people, I, not me though, I know some people who rather die than do anything else. Um, like, people rather die than to face people in public and speak in public or like bungee jump or anything. But for me, I value my life more than anything. I do not want to pass, you could say. If I want, if I could... If I could, I want to stay immortal because I do not know what 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 happens after you leave the earth. Like, do you still feel? Do you still do? Like, can you think about anything? It's such a void and maybe you're going to be alone when you're dead. So it is... A scary thing to think about I do have those kind of times where I just sit there and then I start having this existential crisis you know like it's kind of whack it's whack but it is inevitable and I cannot change it this is how life works so that's my opinion and it is very coincidental that today's episode is going to be about do, 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 do. Unpopular opinions. Woo! I'm going to review and uh, not review, maybe give my opinions about unpopular opinions that are in the subreddits. Yes, going through Reddit. Um I've categorized them in a few few categories. So I would start with the general opinions. And then I will move on to maybe food and K-pop. I'll leave K-pop the last. I feel like I have a lot to say for K-pop. 
So buckle up, you guys. Let's get on to commenting and giving opinion. <laughs> right. Okay, so for the general unpopular opinions first, uh, through the r slash unpopular opinion thread on Reddit, um, let's see what I want to talk about. Right. So there's this one called People may hate the spelling and grammar police, but speaking for myself, your lack of writing skills interferes with my interest in what you're saying. I could give a million examples, but one that sticks in my mind at the moment is a friend who always spells victim, V-I-C-T-I-M as victim, V-I-C-T-E-M, even when someone tells her she's wrong. And it's posted by Jordan. Right, so about that, I feel like it isn't really an unpopular opinion. Or is it? I don't know. For me personally, I also do not like people who cannot even grammar, <laughs> cannot even spell. Um, because for myself, I think of myself as a really literate person. Sometimes I make my mistakes, you know, but I don't. I don't think that I make a lot of grammar mistakes. Maybe spelling mistakes from time to time, not always. But I really do not like the... <laughs> I really want to correct people when they use your instead of you are. Like Y-O-U-R, you use that instead of Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. It kind of <laughs> just brings down your level a little bit. So when... People like me try to you know, uh, correct someone. Sometimes they get pissed off. They get irritated. But what to do? Because they are interfering with my my interests. Like how this Jordan guy said. Uh, because I do, not to brag, not to blow my own horn. But I want to publish um, as an author. One day, maybe, I don't know whether I could ever succeed in that, but it has always been my dream. So being a person who just likes literature, as in novels, not really like poems, um, I feel like if you just spell wrongly, I either feel like a, I can laugh at you and then correct you, or I will just feel mocked or offended. Um, not saying that, okay, if, if I know that you are a person that really cannot um, cope with the English language, I feel like that's fine because you are still learning. You are still, you know, tr like trying to improve. And when I do that to those kind of people who are still learning, they accept it. They will um, think about what they have done. You know, they will try their best to change their grammar mistakes and whatnot and I find that really good but there are some people who claim claim that they have no problem in English maybe people who have English as their first language they still make mistakes more than people who have English as their um, second language which is bizarre to me I've also recently um, bumped into this um, thread on Twitter where people did like this quiz uh, testing your English language and I've seen 
a lot of the Native Americans, not Native, uh, Americans who have, who have like their first language as English get lower scores a lot. A lot of them got lower scores than people who have it as second language. Like, uh, because it is on a spectrum from until uh, zero until 5,000, I think. No, not 5,000, 50,000, I think. So, uh, obviously, no one is like a dictionary, right? They won't reach fi- uh, 50,000. So, there are people who reach like 29,000. I was around 19,000. But Americans... Ooh, they got it like 9,000. I was like, yo, what is going on, yo? Why do I have better English than you? I'm not, I'm not trying to judge, but I thought that it's their first language. They should be better at it. So that's the thing. Yeah. So for this unpopular opinion, I do agree with it. I don't know about the listeners. Maybe you guys think differently than mine, but this is how... You can express your opinion as well. I think everyone has uh, has the rights to voice their opinions about everything. This is not right or wrong. There's no right or wrong in opinion. Let's move on to the next opinion. Um, the next one is from Obi Phobi, who said, If you're a teacher that makes a student feel stupid for asking a question, you shouldn't be a teacher. It defeats the whole purpose of your job if you discourage students from asking questions. Not to mention that more often than not, you're just making fun of people that are younger than you for not knowing as much as you do. Even if a student wasn't paying attention and wanted to be sure of something, that's better than them staying quiet and potentially uh, potentially getting a worse grade because they were too scared to make you do your job. Well, this one I definitely agree because... Mm, I can say that there are a lot more teachers right now that do not care. They just want to do their job, meaning they just want to show their slides, you know, talk about their slides, and then immediately uh, immediately think that you absorbed the information through those slides without her her or him or them explaining further about the topic. And once you ask, you are instantly, like, defamed. I think that culture needs to really stop. I don't know whether it has been carried out since the past, but I think that it's really unhealthy. And I really want to, like, give kudos to lecturers, the lecturers that I had um, in college. They are really accepting when we ask questions the more we ask questions the more challenging the questions are it actually helps the teacher it can it can actually test the teacher themselves whether they know whether they know in depth of that topic or not and most of the times they do know how to answer the questions and it really like widens our perspectives so i really am appreciative for that but I can say that my high school, there are some teachers who expect your expect you to solve your own problems, because I guess it's like a counseling thing. Um, not saying that I know about counseling, but counselors are normally like, uh, when you have problem, 
you say it all out, they will try to direct you. They will try to direct you to the right path, but it's not hundred percent. Like, here you go. Here's a solution. They won't do that. They want you to find the solution by yourself, and sometimes they are passive aggressive about it.、Mm, so, I guess it works on some people, but sometimes and. When those people just like students, students nowadays they want direct answers. They want something to, you know, not too much of a hassle. If it is too much of a hassle, it just like frustrates them, and they might just give up. So, that's the thing, teachers. Please, please, <laughs> don't make a student feel bad, especially if you call them stupid. It's kind of it's it's stupid for you. When a student does bad, it immediately reflects on your failure. So, ha,、huh, get it. Okay, let's move on to the third opinion. Um. So I found one. This will be the third and last unpopular, like general unpopular opinion. Before I move on to the food category, so um, this one, it's called it's posted by John, who said that it's three hundred percent easier to be liked by others when you're attractive. I post about this topic in various places on Reddit and always get people downvoting me or disagreeing. Currently, I'm out of shape and overweight, and I have to be the funniest guy in the room. And brown nosed people like. Crazy in order to be liked. When I was fit and attractive, I could literally ignore people, and they would still bother me. Hmm. Actually, it is a thing. I feel yes, I could agree in some way, but then again, if it's okay, on in a short term, I would agree. I would agree. But if you're talking about long term. I would disagree, because in the short term, your first impression is really important. If let's say you see a person just cross the room and you see that whoa, they are so attractive, but then you don't see them as often, you don't like be- become friends with them, you know. So you just stare at them from the sides and you go, whoa, oh my god, he is so nice looking. Oh my god, she's so good looking. Oh my god, like that. Um. But you don't know their personality. Of course, like that, you would be liked. But if a long term, let's say in the long term, this person that you found attractive becomes your friend, and the more you hang out with them, the more flaws you catch from them. The more flaws you feel like you you could catch, and then you just instantly just feel like yo, I cannot like this person anymore. Like maybe platonically, I could like them a little bit, but romantically, nah. I would just put them away, and maybe I won't tolerate them as much because their personality does not really match with mine. So I try to, you know, balance it out. Not not be too distant. Not be too clingy with them. You know that kind of thing. So I don't know, but for me. Um, I've often had that kind of thing, that kind of experience. Um, let's say with my friend, when I see someone that I'm not a friend with yet, maybe it's like 
the first day of orientation, and you just got to meet someone, and you feel like, damn, that person is so good looking. I want to be friends with him. At that moment, you would feel like, whoa, damn, liked, like him, instantly, because of how he looks. But afterwards, once that person really becomes your friend, and you start to talk with them, start to converse with them, you, you could say that there are some things that start to turn you off if their personality isn't what you expected, and you just feel like, yo, I am not gonna commit to this person romantically. Maybe we could just stay friends because I'm gonna tell you. A lot of people. This is the harsh truth, guys. But a lot of the times, us just walking around, we are just finding for a significant other. Am I wrong or am I right? I don't know. But for me, I think that a lot of people just walking around. Once they bump into someone, they will start thinking, "Oh, can I be with this person? Maybe I can. Maybe I cannot. You know." I mean, it is different for people who are already taken, yes. But people who are single are always finding. They will just wait and wait, and obviously, the first impression is the most, you know, most deep one. If they don't like your first impression, it is hard for them to continue on being your friend. Um. However, I feel like if those people, like let's say me, I am not the most attractive person on earth. I am fifty-fifty. Depends. Depends. Um, but sometimes I would put myself as a thirty percent out of the attractive spectrum because I am not that good looking. So, um,、uh, that's why you give out the impression when you start talking. If you are not that attractive, but you have a good personality that people do not mind, people. Really want to befriend you after knowing your personality, that's why you try. But if you are not really that good looking, and you still act like a complete arse, then people won't like you. Damn, no one will like you. Okay, so that's how I think it is. I'm not sure if this John guy is good in giving out like personality ish impressions. But I hope he is. Maybe the culture is different because Malaysian culture, we get along with people quite easily. I think. Um, I'm not sure about American culture or Western culture whether they like cancel people immediately when they just see someone not attractive. So, yeah, this is a half half for me. Hmm. So. We're going on to the next category, which is about food. Why did I put food in a category? It's because of <laughs> a lot of things. A lot of things that I hear from my friends,、uh, like the one which I think I mentioned about in my previous podcast about my friend eating avocados with soy sauce. I think that is an unpopular thing to do. And also pineapple on pizza. I don't know why people are so mean about pineapple on pizza. There is literally Hawaiian pizza, freaking Aloha chicken, Hawaiian chicken pizza, sold in like stores, franchises. So why are you guys so mean about it? 
Oh my god. Um. So yeah, we are going to move on to the food opinion. Let me just find some stuff. Okay, so I'm on the thread, uh, of what done by Ryan Carp. Uh, it's called "What Unpopular Food Opinion Do You Have?" And actually, there are just comments. It's not posts. So I'm just going to go through them like one by one and say whether I agree or disagree. So this might be a lot more. Right. So all seafood is nasty. All of it. Mm, do I agree? Not all. Not all seafood. If you're saying fish, fish is alright. Shrimp is alright. Octopus, not really. Mm, squid is okay. Uh, mussels, sometimes. Oysters, no. Um, so yeah, it's a ban ban thing. It's like a half half thing. This other person really wants to. <laughs> I hate po. I hate potatoes. Potato salad makes me get. Baked potatoes are boring. Fries are okay, but only with some sort of dipping sauce. Otherwise, I won't eat them. Potato chips are meh. I can't tolerate. I can tolerate mashed potatoes, but only if they have a lot of flavor. My mom, whose favorite food is potatoes, is very disappointed in me. Man, I am also disappointed in you because I disagree. I think potatoes is one of the things that really is like. It's just one. One potato, you know, it's just one thing, but it can vary into different kind of things. It's incorporated in different cuisines. How bomb is that? Fries are mm, amazing. With salt, sometimes without salt is fine as well. Potato, like what's it called? The the one that's in Italian or French, the cream potato. That one is just amazing. Potato is yes, I love it. But I think maybe people don't like potato because if you if you let it oxidize, or you leave it to not oxidize, either way, because sometimes people would just like、mm, soak them in salt water to not oxidize them, so maybe it would just turn out a bit too salty, and then sometimes potato tastes a bit like medicine. Hmm. So maybe that's why. They don't like it. Okay, moving on. I think Chipotle is super overrated. I've never tried Chipotle. Pizza from any of the big chains is better off a toilet paper than food. Uh, I don't know what that that is supposed to mean. Is it the texture? Is it the price? Hmm. I can't stand sour cream as a standalone condiment. It's sour cream, you monsters! Why do you eat it? What people eat sour cream right from the oh my you okay this one I agree, I don't think you can just eat sour cream by like scooping one full oh and then shoving it in your mouth nah 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 I prefer mayonnaise with my fries yes I also agree high five and I love anchovies on my pizzas and sandwiches okay you. I disagree. <laughs> anchovies, oh my god, anchovies. Okay, for my fellow Malaysians out there, it's called ikan bilis, anchovies. Why would you have them in your sandwich and on your pizza? No, I, the only time I accept anchovies is 
in nasi lemak or or banh mi. Uh, red velvet cake is trendy bullshit. It tastes terrible in my opinion and not a counter opinion, but eating sushi is not something some spectacular thing. I agree. Agree in the red velvet cake and also agree in the eating sushi thing. So red velvet cake is not that good. It's very overrated. It's too sweet. But I mean, uh, people with sweet tooth, they can definitely go and just nom on it and just be okay about it, you know? But for me, I am more of a savory person. So I don't like too sweet. But I can still eat the cake. And it's not like I get repulsed and want to gag or something. It's just that I wouldn't reach out for it as much as I want to. But then again, I have like double standards. Sometimes I like sweet things on this kind of flavor. But I like I don't like sweet things on another flavor, you know. like Because I like salted caramel. I think that is quite sweet. So, uh... Sorry, Red Velvet. And about the sushi thing, who thinks that eating sushi is spectacular? I don't... I've never... Huh? Eating sushi is like a normal thing for the middle class people. They just go out and just like, yay, sushi. You know, it's a cuisine. We um, we are diverse and we want to try everything. You know, we can go out to Korean food, Indian food, Malay food, or anything, and then just go like, yes, I like this. It... It is only spectacular if the taste is good or if the aesthetic is nice and whether the price is cheaper. So, huh. Let's move on. Olives are disgusting. I agree. Whoever you are, I agree with you because olives, ugh, gag, <laughs> barf. <laughs> I'm sorry to people who like olives, but how do you like olives? I mean, olive oil is not that appetizing as well um i don't like olives like whenever i eat an olive i try to imagine that it looks like a grape it looks like a grape so you feel like maybe it would be sweet but no it just tastes like you're biting into like fish oil yuck um let me just choose a few more okay Let's make this the last one. I really hate chocolate. I just dislike every form of it in existence. I do not like chocolate cake, brownies, chocolate ice cream, chocolate milk, fudge, chocolate. I've been called a monster by many people, but then I give them my slice of thick, moist, disgusting chocolate cake, and then they forgive me. Dude. <laughs> Dude. I used to. I used to have this thing against chocolate. But now I think that chocolate is okay but maybe you shouldn't consume it as much as you think that you should um i used to i mean now i'm a fan of dark chocolate i used to be more of a milk chocolate fan or white chocolate fan but it's getting more sweet i don't know why you hate chocolate but i I'm gonna respect that, but I'm just gonna disagree with you because I like chocolate now, but I still think if you're if you're saying ice cream, I still think vanilla ice cream is my top for like top one for real. 
chocolate is down, very, very down in that ranking because I have like salted caramel, macadamia, you know, other stuff that can beat chocolate. But chocolate is alright, I don't hate it. So, yee yee. And that is the end for the food category unpopular opinions. Right, so now we're going to go for the K-pop section. Ho! Oh. I mean, okay, for the listeners that do not really know about K-pop, I'll try to explain along the way about like controversies or like the members. How do I ex- like describe them just to make you guys know more and understand the situation and like you wouldn't just like listen to me babble. So please stay and listen. Haha. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm now on r slash unpopular k-pop opinions and i just found one oh my god this is going to bring so much hate (laughs) it is kind of unpopular okay so uh this is posted by plankto uh who (laughs) mentioned that bts enlisting is a much needed refresh for k-pop so enlisting is like soldier being in the army you know going to be patriotic for a country yay fighting war wow so uh bts if you guys don't already know i feel like everybody should know who the heck is bts bts is a group that was formed around 2013 or 2014 um and they are a seven seven membered group. Um, the most popular is um is obviously Jungkook if you guys know him. Um, their latest song is On and Black Swan. Um, so about this, let's just read the description. K-pop at the moment outside of Korea is BTS and the rest. There is no question that BTS is the face of K-pop outside of Korea. There is no question BTS earned their success up to tier album, but since then BTS is a heavily manufactured brand similar to that of 90s boy bands in the West. When the general public look at BTS now, it's just the exact same saturated music as everyone else with screaming over sensitive fans. Then Korean companies try to mimic the way BTS did it, meaning everyone ends up sounding exactly the same. And groups that don't follow the BTS tactics produce something completely new and it gets completely missed because BTS is the brand they want whether the music is good or not. Not. What the heck. Award shows will actually have to judge all groups and artists on music and popularity rather than giving BTS every award because the brand said so. Also, members going in one by one will help BTS rethink their sound direction because influences change. Overall, I think it would be a good thing for K-pop as a whole. Okay, so this is a really unpopular opinion. Maybe not not so for the non-K-pop fans, but it is for armies, which are the BTS fandom. So, um, the armies, most armies, they do not want this group to go and enlist they want them to stay and continue to produce music but actually it is a mandatory thing for men uh south korean men to serve their country 
for at least two years. That is a standard, and it is supposed to be a must. But people are like giving like petitions and signing them just to say that BTS is staying. You know, I want to see them and all this stuff. Um, I. Okay, I agree with this opinion, because obviously, BTS has been on the ranks, like in the rankings, Billboard, whatever you know, for so long, so long, they've started to gain their popularity around Blood Sweat Tears, like Pitam Number that one, and after that, a lot of people started to come in. A lot of fans started to come in, and they just flew. You know, they are now icons. But mm, I feel like their music direction is really diverting from their original. You know, like their K-pop, like their rookie rookie hearts, rookie sense. They, I feel like they lost it. They lost it. Um. Back then, when they first debuted with "We Are Bulletproof" and "No More Dream," "No More Dream" was such a hip hop vibe. It it was really, um, you know, more towards rapping, rapping and heavy swag hip hop. You know, it's really good. That time was good for me because it actually attracted me to like them. I listened to their debut up until DNA. And then it just started to go down because idol wasn't really a good thing. I feel like idol, idol, basically the songs right after DNA was kind of disappointing. Fake love was really disappointing because when I first heard it, I went, "Eh, no, I don't like it." But because it's been a while now, you know, fake love is always being like. On the radio, or people just play it for fun, for random play or anything. So I know the song, but not the whole song. Okay, and then Idol, I get. I went for it because Nicki Minaj was in there, huh? And now they came out with On and Black Swan. I swear to God, I have not touched any of those songs. And when I first heard the snippets of it, I went no. This does not sound like BTS anymore, for me. For me, because they maybe it's a grow up. It's it's like too much of a growing thing. Their growth has been spreading, you know, too fast that I can't keep up with their change, and their change is like a hundred eighty change from K-pop to maybe American pop. I feel like it's so much like American songs right now that it just. Ruins K-pop for me. So through this opinion that's posted by Plankto, I do agree that when they start enlisting, other groups will start to bloom, and that's where it will change, and that's where other people are giving opportun given opportunities. You know, not just BTS. You know, BTS. Yes, they deserve it. They deserve all the awards, all the things. But I think it's time for them to just keep it low a little, you know. Let other people come in to top for a moment, you know. Like right now, I'm into Stray Kids and ATs and NCT, and 
I don't know why, but you know, I feel like they deserve recognition as well. A lot of the groups deserve recognition, like how Mamamoo. Mamamoo is a four-membered girl group. Okay, so it, it, it they don't really get competition because boy and girls they they don't have the same like category to compete on, but Mamamoo has been they debuted around the same time as BTS around around not specifically the same time but around and they did not get to perform in the award shows until recently last year last year and they worked so hard as well their vocals oh my god no lip syncing wow they i mean yes they don't compose their own songs yes but their charisma their performance is just really really good and i'm so proud of them because they got the recognition they deserved. BTS, they got it, yeah. But it has been so many years, you know. It's time for them to like kind of calm down a little bit, you know. People get so angry when you know Big Bang comes in and oh, sweeps the awards, but now BTS goes in and then people don't get mad. I feel like there are a lot of people that get mad as me, just that armies are just the majority. So yeah, not to be like a party pooper, but yeah, like I said, I disagree and not disagree. I agree with the opinion of BTS and listing. Go and serve your country. Be a patriotic citizen. Okay, okay. Let's move on before I start crying about it. Um. Mm. Okay. Oh shit. Okay, let me just find some that don't make me go oh shit. So another one that I found is some idols shouldn't get more lines in songs despite their fans complaining. It's posted by Daphna Lena. So she said, or he said, or they said. I always see K-pop fans complaining about their biases not getting more lines, but have they considered why that is? Maybe the idols themselves don't feel up to the task. Maybe they are not talented enough to pull it off. Maybe their voices don't fit the song, etc. When some of these idols end up getting lines, it almost sounds awkward. I don't mean they shouldn't get lines at all, just that what they are getting now is more than enough and for good reason. Fans like to pretend that all of their biases are talented and essential for their respective groups, but that's just not the case. Obviously, this doesn't apply to super stacked groups in which every member is generally talented and they end up getting few lines. In that case, they should get solo songs to showcase their talent. Actually, I do agree. I agree in a sense. It's a 50-50. So, um, I think what they are referencing about is maybe NCT, you know? So, this is like a, con- not a controversial thing. It's quite a popular thing among and citizens and citizens is the um, fans of NCT. Okay, let me just describe NCT. NCT now has 21 members. 21. And they're going to increase this year, I feel. So, uh, 21 members and they're broken into 4 units? 4? Let's include Wavy. Wavy promotes in China. 
they're not exactly NCT because they they have their own nightsticks, but they are NCT members. And there's NCT Dream, which consists of the members that are under twenty one years old, and NCT U, just a combination of any NCT member and NCT One Two Seven, which has currently nine members. That should be ten, but Win Win. Yep, Win Win is one of the members of NCT One Two Seven, and is currently promoting in Wave V. The thing about this is that Win Win does not get lines. He maybe gets one line or like ad lib or something, which made people really mad. And at one point, I had the same opinion as this person, um, because I felt like maybe, maybe Win Win, you know, maybe he didn't want to do it. Maybe he just doesn't want to sing. You know, maybe he chooses his lines and go like, yeah, I feel like. I could only carry out carry this line. I cannot carry anything else. And maybe they're not talented enough. I'm not saying that Win Win is not talented, but I feel like his talents are on his dancing because he did get recruited because of his traditional Chinese dance. So maybe his vocals vocals are not that strong, because sometimes when I hear him sing, it's kind of like, huh. I feel like he is better off as a rapper, honestly, and he doesn't really have like a strong voice. He is, however, a really good dancer. He's very flexible. He's very like pretty when he dances. Singing not that much. So yeah, that is the thing that I think that、mm, um I could agree on. So yeah, I half agree. The why I disagree in a sense is because,、mm, you know, maybe the company is doing some tricks. Maybe actually the member does not have the choice to do anything. You know, so yeah, that's that's why I kind of disagree. But let's not think of it too much. <laughs> right, we are gonna go with. This one, it's called "Most K-pop Idol Stage Presence is Mediocre." Now I've been a K-pop fan since two thousand nine. Hey, I've been a K-pop fan since two thousand and ten. Okay, continuing. And I was young and impressionable, and genuinely believed K-pop idols were so talented and charismatic. Then I watched Beyonce's Homecoming and literally became a beehive overnight. And thought, damn, no one can even compare. Of course, some idols have amazing stage presence, like AT Sun, Winner Mino, CL, NCT Taeyong, Haechan, and many more. I can't think of right now. And I hate how people hype mediocrity,、uh, mediocrity in K-pop. Like a certain idol will just scream into a mic, and their stance will eat that shit up. I won't say which idols are mediocre, but honey, there's a lot. Like and. I can understand we can't all be Beyonce in terms of vocals and stage presence, but seriously, I question how some people became idols. Oh, okay, that is hard hitting. Um, I can say that yes. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. So, one of the K-pop idols that I don't really sense a presence from. Okay, I don't sense a presence from is let me think. The boys, ah, the boys, Hakmyeon. Oh God, I, I can't sense anything from him. Maybe because I just personally don't like him. <laughs> so, okay, the boys is like I actually because I don't stand them. I don't know how many members there are, but 
one of the members is called Hak Nyeon. Hak Nyeon was in the Produce 101 series, you know, the one where they had like 101 people and then they choose uh, like 11 people to debut, okay? So he was in the top 20, I think. I don't like him because he kept on giving like, I'm, I'm not sure whether it's like uh, evil editing by the producers or anything, but uh, it was bad. His impression for me, mm, I don't like him. And until now, I don't see anything attractive about him because he has always used the same as poses like kissing, uh, like making a kissy face, pouting, freaking trying to act like he's so sexy, but he's not. He looks like a normal person. Okay, hands down. <laughs> I know everybody idols, okay, they were previously normal people. They are normal people. But after that, the stylist should know how to, you know, make them look better, make them more presentable, you know. Some people don't have stage presence when they were younger. But after that, once they go through the training and, you know, start to have like a makeover, yeah, they dye their hair, they rap on stage, they show, they, you know, that is when they show their charisma. But Hak Nyon, on the other hand, has never changed his hair color, I don't think. And his face has always been the same since I saw him. He still looks like a normal kid trying to fit in, and I don't like him. The other members are fine for me, but now please <laughs> the reason i i didn't want him to debut at all but he came out so <laughs> i'm just being a hater right now but yeah that's just one of the stage presences that i cannot feel um let's talk about uh, there's not much i feel like girls are fine girls are fine um yeah actually Mm, there are some things that I want to talk about, but it's not related to this opinion. So, um, there are promoting, like there's this kind of thing about the companies where they overuse. Overuse a person's stage presence and charisma, and it just, just overshadows everybody in the group. Like, okay, here in the opinion it says NCT Young. I agree that he has the stage presence, but the way that he overshadows everybody else. Taeyong and Mark, they overshadow so many people then, back then. But right now with their new song, I think it's okay now. But back then, they used to, you know, take over so many lyrics, you know. They show up, they have screen time, whatever. Win Win doesn't get any screen time. Jungwoo gets three seconds of lines. <laughs> so it's kind of, you know, I feel like it's... Up. I feel like we are forced to think that those people have stage presence. Even though they do, they do have charisma, but they force it on us so much that we just get nauseating, we get nauseous, and no, I just don't like it like that. I feel like it's best if you give them appropriate lines, appropriate, you know, very distributed lines, and then you see how they perform their lines. That's the way it is. You shouldn't force, you know, you know, companies shouldn't force people to like someone. So, yeah, I... For the opinion just now, yes, I do agree. Yeah. So, let's move on to two more, and then we'll end it. So, um, one of it is posted by She's Too Crazy, and she stated that songs 
Songs feel ten times more powerful when a group says the group's name. That, yes. Okay, the description. I don't know how to word this without it sounding weird. But like the title says, I love when groups say their group name in the song. It just makes it feel impactful to me. It sort of feels like, uh, feel like they make they take pride and ownership of the song. Some of my favorite examples are Stray Kids, Miro, Double Knot, Blackpink, Kill This Love, and Bumbaya, Evergo, Adios, Dun Dun, and BBC. That one, I yes, I do agree. I I agree that. There is more impact of the song in the song actually, and whenever like um, an idol like especially rappers when they say something before, uh, before their line, it's super hot. <laughs> it's super hot. Let's say for example, Pentagon, Pentagon's Yuto, Yuto when he always I think always most of the time he has to rap. Before his rap lines, he would say "you told ah," it's so cool, it's so cool. And um, eighties Mingi, eighties Mingi has a line called "fix on," fix on as in F I X O N. So fix on is like, um, how do you say? Uh, fix on is like you have to fix on his part. That's what he wants to mean, and also Stray Kids Changbin. Okay, in Sri Racha, Stray Kids. Uh, okay, Stray Kids has a unit, a composing unit called Sri Racha. So Sri Racha composes of, uh, Changbin, Han, and Bangchan. Changbin, my bias, whenever he has to rap, he will say yaw. <laughs> so whenever he raps in his songs, it's like uh macho sika like, um. Yon machosika, something like that. It, they, you can hear yon a lot, and I really like that. Uh, it is more impactful. And for songs like what um this person has stated, like Stray Kids Miro, Miro, it's like it's like Stray Kids who and um Blackpink, Blackpink, okay, Blackpink in your area. I feel like that is very iconic. Everglow, they start with. Ever glow and it's iconic as well. I feel like that is how you grasp that band. Like even if you don't know, like sometimes when you hear a song, you're like, "What? Who is this from?" But if that song has like their name in it, like their group name in it, you instantly like think like, "Oh, it's this band's song," you know. So I think that it is really impactful. Um, what else is that? Just to plug like eighties, eighties say my name, eighties say my name. It, they do have like say my name, say my name, say my name. A to the Z, eighties present. You know, it's really cute. So go ahead. You know, I I agree with this opinion. And now to the last opinion. This is this is my first time, but. First time seeing this kind of opinion, but it actually resonates with me. So, this is posted by Bird Tweets Lover, who said that fans think fan camps are doing their faves a favor, but honestly, they just point out their flaws. Usually, if an idol is not part of the dance line, their dancing isn't the best. But the other members of the group cover up their weaknesses. Fan camps just highlight how stiff and lifeless some idols can look while dancing. Lamal, and it has turned me off so many times. 
There have been a few fan camps where I've actually been impressed, but most of the time I just cringe. Fan camps have become a way to promote groups, but I guess as fans, we don't see how cringe they can be to a non-fan. Most people find fan camps annoying because K-pop fans post them everywhere, but more than annoying, I think they do some di- idols dirty, lol. This actually, I agree. Ha! <laughs> so, um, I never thought of this before, but now it just hits me. I feel like, yes, I understand where this person is coming from. So, let me give you an example. Twice. I believe everyone knows twice because they go twice. Uh, uh, TT, just like TT, you know, that band, that group. So this girl group, they have a few Japanese members. So they have Sana, Mina, Momo. I used to like Momo. No, I still do like Momo in a sense. But I've always been wonky. I've always been like, okay, maybe I will like someone else, you know. I've always been open. And recently, I don't know why, I just stumbled upon Sana's fan cam. And usually I don't see her as like someone that I would stand. But for some reason, her fan cams were so good. So good. It's surprising. Like Sana, Sana when she's doing like her fancy dance, like fancy choreography, feel special choreography, those two really caught my eye and it's so good. I never thought that she was good. Because she's always overshadowed by other people, I feel. She's either overshadowed by Juyu or like Ji Hyo or Momo or Nayeon, you know? But when I saw Soyeon, uh, no, Soyeon pula, Sana, Sana doing that, like her, actually, if you just see her, it's so good. It's even better than a lot of her other members, you know? But. Let's go for those that I it got me turned off. Uh, sadly, 80s Sun. <laughs> uh, so uh, 80s is the group that I am. Yes, the the one that I keep on repeating. Um, this group is the one that I currently like. Um, so 80s is an eight member group. Um, they debuted like maybe 2018 around 2018 October 24th. Haha. <laughs> so um. I like, I used to think that I should like Sun. Sun has the most stage presence. But I I ultimately started to stand Songhua. Um, reason why I didn't want to stand Sun, one, he is very energetic. It's not a bad thing, it's not a bad thing. But too much energy. <laughs> so much energy, I can't comprehend. And his stage presence, actually, if you put him in a group, he will stand out the most. His expressions, his whatever, he dances really, really well. He's very powerful, he's very, you know, just amazing. But when I saw his fan cam, (laughs) when I saw his fan cam, I realized some flaws. Not saying that I am a dancer i i mean i'm not professionally a dancer but i can still pick up some points of choreographing like let's say yunho yunho and mingi those two people are people are the main dancers they mainly choreograph you know and they are really good at choreographing which is why they are the main dancers but people just really like to like go against 
us and say like, no, Sun should be the main dancer. No, 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 no. You don't understand. Dancers should know how to choreograph, right? So Yunho and Mingyi they have the most technique and stamina. They don't necessarily have the best, you know, stage presence, but they have the expressions. They have the clear, very sharp techniques, and it's really captivating if you see them stand alone fan cam. You know, a solo fan cam of Yuno and Mingyi will make you fall underground and cry because it's just that good. You can see how clear cut their techniques are. But San, however, because he's not a person who choreographs, he doesn't really know how to choreograph. So, um, he only knows how to accentuate good moves. So if you're given, if you're giving him a killer move, a killing part move, he will carry that out amazingly. However, if he's not in the front, he will not show it. You know? Oh, okay. So. What I mean was when I was watching his fan cam for Hala Hala. Hala Hala is a song that is very dark. It's very monster, very Halloween, very like you know, right in your face, make you scary, you know, because one of the lyrics is like frightening. Let's get burning now, Hala Hala, you know. So, um, he is very powerful when he's up front. But I saw, I saw how he lost his powerfulness when he was at the sides or when he was. In the back, he had to recompose himself because he used too much energy to to perform when he was in front. So he had to recollect his energy at the back, which I feel like is very not consistent. You know, so I feel like he could have put a little less energy so he could remain consistent throughout. The performance, but obviously because people don't really see the back, right? People don't really see like, oh, he's at the back, ah, you know, because he's covered by the other members, so he can rest, you know. But if you're saying solo fan cam, that's where, that's where the flaws show, and why I liked Songhua is because Songhua, all of his fan cams, all of his fan cams until now, I feel he has never lost. Any type of energy, he's remained consistent with his expressions, with his power, with his technique. It it is very consistent, and it is it remains powerful. Not like Sun, you know, Sun is really powerful at that killing point. But that's about it, you know. So yeah, that's what I think, and that I agree to this post. Right, so that concludes this episode. Yay! Hoorah! Anyways, just to let you guys know, please, 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 if you're already here, if you're like still staying until the end, please give some, you know, give some questions so I could include in QQ time. Please, <laughs> for the question of the week. Please send in some questions. I'm gonna post it in my Instagram or Twitter for you guys to reply with some questions, so I could respond to it. Thank you, and yeah, stay tuned for next week's episode. And I hope you guys take care of yourself, stay healthy, stay you, and be happy. You know, for this week and onwards. Ciao. Bye-bye.